Hello and welcome to the Fit and Feminist podcast with fitness and nutrition coaches Lauren and Lindsay. Our aim is to educate and empower women to take control and rebuild confidence with their health, fitness and lives. We have the fitness facts and no-nonsense nutrition tips you need for success with a hefty dose of feminism thrown in. With top bands and massive oversharing along the way, we hope you finish each episode feeling a step closer to the life and results you deserve. If you'd like more of us or have a question you'd like answering on the podcast, you can message us at Lauren Randall Fitness and at Lindsay Wells PT and Nutrition. All right, let's get started. Hello. Hola. ¿Qué tal? Bien, ¿y tú? Oh, bien, muy bien. You didn't expect it back. I didn't expect you to start giving me bloody GCSE Spanish. Yeah, I was, away. I was, I am the face of GCSE Spanish. I did GCSE Spanish. I remember, um, me gusta tu ojos azules. What's that? I like your blue eyes. Oh, yeah. I just say me gusta pan. You like bread? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> what more do you need in That's life? all I needed to yeah. know coming out of GCSE Spanish. Beautiful. One of my clients slash friends has just come back to PT and uh, she speaks Spanish, so I keep asking her for... I love... I would so love to be able to speak another language really fluently and just flip-flop in and out of it. Mm. I had um one of my clients' sisters came and she lives in... Where does she live? Holland. And so she just kept like going into like a different language like two languages when she was talking to me and I was like you do realize I do not understand what you're saying Mm. at all and she's like I'm so sorry I do it all the time my stepdad's fluent in about four or five languages I think once you know one you've got that type of brain well the rest are that hard I do not have that type of brain I can't even speak English (laughs) (laughs) yeah most of the time I can't remember the the words for anything so here we are how's your body after the weekend Lauren yeah well Lat Lat City me and Lynn's went to uh and Helen went to a um two-day gymnastics course seminar seminar and oh boy it was shouldery abby and latty do you feel like you learnt a lot i feel like i took some helpful tools away that i'm going to implement good um i feel like i took more away from the first day yeah maybe the first half of the second day but by the end of the second day i just thought one i'm knackered Two, we're doing two. Ring, I'm cold. We're doing ring muscle ups, which is so far from like yeah. what I'll be coaching that I just felt a bit like me. And then he was a bit of a dick at the end. So I was a bit like, do you know, like he was. Yeah. I feel like he just kind of ran out of patience. <laughs> we were such a good group, right? We, we were, were such, such a, a group. good group. We he kept saying that group. we were like a good group, we and were we were on group. it. And everybody listened. We asked questions. Everybody was on it. We were efficient. It was. It was great. And then at the end, he just, like, threw this massive paddy at us all. Like, well, everybody's just clearly doing whatever they want to do anyway. And I was just like, what? And then he, yeah. just, made, he just kept snapping at the end. I thought, oh. I see, I did, I did enjoy the second day, but that's because I really am interested in the, like, muscle-up techers for mm. myself, but as well as sort of, like, then moving on because I have a few people who are doing... All right, Frank. Frank's here. Frank's Frank's, up. Of course. Frank started moving around because he knows the podcast's on and you know he wants his moment of glory, of course. It's only taken three minutes. Come on, then. So today, well, Lauren, well, a few people have been doing this thing on social (laughs) media, a haunted house butt, right? To me, like, 
I don't like haunted houses, so I, haunted I did houses. not get the concept of it. So go on, Lauren. Right, so we're going to do a Halloween special, but we had craps. craps no stories. stories. No we stories. Like two stories, stories, so we're not indulging you in that. So we're not doing it. We've been sorely let down. Like, we ask you guys for dirty, filthy animals sex stories, and we get yeah, loads, flooded inundated. in. But we ask you for We need for confessions, horror. don't we? we need yeah, some we'll confessions. do confessions. And nobody's in. But anyway... So there's this like trend going around where people are like a haunted house but and then it's followed by something that's like scary or icky or cringy or like oh god people are still doing that type thing. Yeah. But I had to explain this to Linz of what it meant. Yeah because that implies that a haunted house is enjoyable and I just wouldn't find it enjoyable. No it's implying it's not enjoy- not an enjoyable place. It's a haunted house but instead of it being goblins and ghouls and witches it's something else that's scary and horrible and awful. Right. Now, that's Bing. explained it. Get it? Okay, yeah. So it's instead fitness, of doing... It's a fitness and health <coughs> haunted house. Yeah, health and fitness and nutrition, whatever. We'll see what we've come up with. So me and Lindsay have come up with some, but we've not shared them with each other yet. And I think mine's more like... some on the spot. D- don't feel victimised about this, guys, but this is like toxic traits and a little bit of a tough love um, episode. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some in here that people are going to go, ooh, Ooh, that's me. Which me and Lindsay might have also been in that place before. Triggered. But you know, like, obviously, you know, when you when you know better, you can do better, right? Precisely. precisely. Right, what's your first one then, Linz? My first one is, haunted house, but your coach tells you to stop eating bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me gusta pan. Me <laughs> pan. That was appropriate, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, if you have a coach or somebody at your gym or you hear a PT like banishing anyone from any food that's a big red flag on for me instead of saying bin them we'll say like put them in the haunted house put them in the haunted house yeah i've got a client that i am begging to eat the bread she's like oh, i've not had bread for five days like i'm on it and like smashing it and i'm like eat the bread you love bread you love sandwiches eat the bread somebody told me yesterday <coughs> they've got a house guest coming to stay with them and a haunted this, house guest. A haunted house guest. And this person has never eaten a white potato. What? They've never eaten a potato in their life. She said she's had sweet potato, but she's never had a potato potato. That's actually mind-blowing. It is How to can me. you never... Like, in any form. No. Like, has never had a fry. Apparently never eaten a potato. I was like... That's Great. bizarre. Haunted house, but it's full of people that don't eat white yeah, potatoes. Yeah. Well, she said... I said, oh, I said... Potatoes are a pretty staple of all meals, aren't they? And she went, well, she is, she, they, they are quite affluent. And I thought, <laughs> do, do rich people not eat potatoes? What? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no? that's a thing now. Apparently. Like, white potatoes mm, are the sweet potato. Only for poor people. Yeah, white poor potatoes. people's food. Right, mm, right okay. there you go. Yours? Um, Ping pong. Haunted house, but you're told you have lazy glutes. <laughs> <laughs> this one I, this is brilliant because this is john went to a physio and they said yeah you're basically you're not you know your glutes aren't working and he was firing. like piss off i have got bunda bunda <laughs> yeah he was really angry about that when this the physio said your glutes aren't working he was like you're lying you're lying it's, it's common it's everywhere isn't it your glutes aren't firing your glutes are lazy the glutes aren't activating Probably can strengthen your glutes, but come on. Now. I bet they Unless... work when you need to hold a fart in. Yeah, <laughs> or just standing up. Like... <laughs> What's your next one? Oh, going into a um, seat, it's sitting on the sofa. Um, my next one is 
Oh, another one. Um, Haunted House, but your coach tells you to earn your beers. Ooh. <laughs> you literally just hunched over like a little shrimp. <laughs> it does make you good. Like, because I know people you don't have to earn anything. As soon as you put about earning something, that is just a red flag for relationships. I hear it said. Stuff. I hear it said. It's a really common thing in like earn your weekend, yeah, earn, earn your beers. Come on, yeah. it's that whole like no. push hard, grind harder. That mentality. I think. Oh, fuck I off. think like great. You know, on a weekend or any day actually of the week. When you've been to the gym, like if you go to an early gym session or like maybe you do yours mid-morning or lunchtime or whatever, then there's that feeling of like, oh, I've accomplished something. Like, great, I'm ready to face the mm. day. Like, it sets you up, doesn't it? Because I always think like the the behaviours go hand in hand. Like if you've been to the gym generally, or if you've done some training or even if you've been for a nice long walk, you're like, right, I'm ahead of myself. Like, I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to eat a really good lunch. Or I've done some training and I feel like I've really worked my muscles and I want to like make sure that I optimise on like what I've done today. So I'm going to make sure I get that chicken breast in at lunchtime. So I kind of get that like whole, thing of like you do the workout and then you feel like you can have a go and have a nice positive day but not to earn the rest of the behaviors for the day mm. to me mm. but yeah i'm cringing because i do hear it said and some people might find that a little bit triggering oh yeah okay haunted house but you're told to eat your food in a certain order for your glucose <laughs> funny yeah i know somebody who uh well yeah he started listening to tim Spector and all of that stuff and glucose goddess and and literally said that he now eats his food in a different order to prevent more glucose spikes and i just sat there and thought i'm not even going to go into this with you i just can't face it well you see again the issue is that there is some element of truth in it i would say like in terms of food ordering, so I've had this question of like, oh, well, I'm, I get full and then like I want, you know, we had like that question last week about like, should I eat more protein even if I'm like at my um, cal- yeah. my at my calorie um, goal yeah, or whatever. Yeah, food order for yeah. society so, getting your protein. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm kind of, if somebody's having a meal and they're like, oh, you know, I just, I, I end up getting too full or whatever, but I'm like, well, just try and make sure that you've eaten the majority of your meal you've eaten like the good stuff like the you've eaten your veggies mm-hmm. you've eaten your fiber you've eaten your protein sauce and if you've got say uh i don't know some potato wedges with it or pasta or whatever like if if you're gonna leave anything mm-hmm. like that to me would be the sensible thing to yeah. leave you know <coughs> yeah. and try and get in the stuff that's but gonna not to do with not to, not to do with controlling like, your yeah yes yeah. and not and also not in a like yeah like t- a controlling way like just thinking about like what am i getting in here what's of the most benefit to me what's gonna like help me build and fix up stronger mm. That's, mm. that's i saw the, a post yesterday um and they said like it's the it's gonna be the latest disordered eating thing because it is it's forcing people into like the people that have bought into this are now going to look at their meals and prioritise what they're going to eat best off what they think is going to happen to their glucose after every single meal. And it's just that control and that paranoia about their glucose spikes and worry and fear and that around food. Every meal time is 
is not good. And again, I think, you know, if you're if you are a person who is really affected by certain foods where, you know, you have a big energy slump, like or some foods might make you feel when you know, when you're in that sort of digestive process, like if I have like, I don't know, some some wine on an afternoon, like on a Sunday, right? You drink wine. I drink wine. I've I never bloody seen do you drink, drink wine. Ever. I drink I like a nice glass of red with a roast beef dinner. Mm. I do, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but if I do that on an afternoon, I always notice that about two hours later, I'm quite irritable and I feel like I don't feel good. So it comes back to that kind of like how food make you, makes you feel and tuning into that sort of stuff where like as long as I have some water and I've not gone, you know, maybe three glasses deep or whatever, <laughs> then that's that's different for me. Um, but I think if you're a person who is not noticing or you've lived, you know, 40 years of your life and whatever you've eaten and whatever order of um, food you've been eating like is not affecting you negatively like does all of a sudden now we've got this technology to measure bl- blood glucose like mm-hmm. why would you you know why would that all of a sudden become something that you really need to focus in on if you've got a problem yeah like type 2 diabetes or, yeah. or diabetes yeah like that's different mm-hmm. or if you do find that like certain foods are really affecting your digestion your mood your skin um if you've got like ibs symptoms or anything like that then maybe yeah you do need to be monitoring and checking out what's like upsetting you but otherwise i'm like Mm -hmm. if it's not broken don't (laughs) fix it yeah yeah is it my turn i think it is (laughs) um a haunted house but you don't practice the movement you want to get better at Like one of the things that I think you know, um, we it was touched on at the weekend, which I think is really valid. Like that, if there are certain elements of um a movement that you want to get better at, or you want to get stronger at, or you want to see um an improvement in, but you're not actually doing that thing consistently, you're never mm-hmm. gonna see the improvement. I've you're never gonna get better yeah, at that I've, skill. I've had this conversation and thought this week a lot about running. Because mm. recently, I don't know, just an influx of people wanting to, like, run more and be better at running. And they're like, okay, what can we do to get better at running? I'm like, okay, well, how many runs a week are you doing? None. Right, well, I'd probably start with running. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can obviously, get, you know, build your strength and endurance if you could do loads of things to support that. But you're not, you're not running. Mm. You've got to run mm. to get better at running. When I was a, at college, when I was, like, 18, I remember wanting to be able to run faster. And I was already fast, but I was like, I want to be even faster. And I went to the wrestling coach of the school and I was like, what? And I had, I didn't know anything about training or lifting weights at this point, like at all. And I went to him and I was like, what can I do in here to uh, go to run faster? And he was like, just run faster. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, you're right. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. It, he could have helped me a little yeah, more, but I think what he was getting more. at was just get out there and just run your tits off. Yeah, completely. I, I I can't find it, but I did do a post as well on this of like things that, you know, if you if you if you don't like go to bed earlier, like how do you expect to be able to wind down and, and get a better night's sleep? If if I want to get ru- better at running, like I've got to run 
if I want to get like stronger biceps, so I'm going to do my bicep curls. Like mm-hmm. it, we, you can't expect results from not taking action. Is basically, you know, is is the theme. I think. Mm. Well, okay. Haunted house, but you have to do group weigh-ins. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. I know. That's such a good one. I can't honestly think of anything worse. In fact, I remember, and this is how scarring it can be, I remember in a science lesson with Mr. Owen, I remember the exact setting and everything, and they, um, we had this, uh, I can't, I can't remember what exactly the lesson was about, but we all had to get weighed. And that day, I think actually catapulted me into being like a a bit obsessive about how much I weighed compared to my friends. Bearing in mind, I was comparing myself and I was probably about five, six, five, seven by then because I was like 14, 15. And my two best friends were both five foot two. Mm. And I had size six, seven feet which I was always trying to cram into a, a smaller size shoe. And they were had like size three, four feet. Mm. Um, and I remember that like everybody getting weighed and having to put their weights on the board in oh front of God. everyone. And I was like, why do I weigh so much more? Like, that is it was awful. awful. Honestly, that it was awful. awful. And I think that, especially, you know, as you know, my background in dancing, and then we were all in our leotards and tights, and like that body comparison of me going, like, I'm big and I don't want to be the big one. Mm. Um, like, that was really difficult as a teenager. So, mm. as an adult with already, like, you know, possibly, or if you didn't have it before, if you're going and doing a group weighing, if you want to get some dis- disordered eating, that's mm-hmm. definitely going to do it. I've heard of people literally like, <clears throat> Going and sweating it out on treadmills or, you know, the Apple, whatever it's called, elliptical, elliptical machine for like hours for two days before they to get the get weigh in yeah. and not eating anything and not drinking hardly anything so that they get on the scale and they get the round of applause because they've lost weight and then they go mm-hmm. out and yeah. order a massive takeaway and do a massive binge that evening. Yeah, it's awful. It's just group shaming. Like group accountability works. Like the people that succeed in these group things, it works because there is that group accountability, but it's the way that they do it is so shaming. It's like, you get up there and it's like... Oh, You're it's a disappointment. Just, yeah. You're a disappointment. In front of everyone. It's just so... Yeah, it's not good. It's a haunted house. Yeah, it's a haunted house. Well, it's it your absolutely. next one. Um, <clears throat> uh, oh. <laughs> a haunted house, but you buy expensive supplements but don't pull the big levers. Oh, oh I'm going in. I'm going in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good so one. you got people going, oh, I've seen about this new thing and I've seen about that new thing and oh, I've got an advert for menopause powders and collagen and whatever else. But then there's no like basics in place of like sleep hygiene, of daily movement, of hitting protein at most meals, of getting in your nutrients, lifting of, weights. Yeah, of lifting weights, yeah. of, of all the things, all the big massive things that you can do that will have a much bigger impact on your health than any supplement will. Like those are like the sort of um, illegal sprinkles on top of the cookie for me. Like once you've got all the other stuff in place, once you're nailing those, like I don't want to call them basic because 
I realise that like people have barriers to them and that some of them can be really tricky to implement and you need help and coaching as a part and that's what but me the and Lauren are for. But yeah. the fundamental things that we can all do that, you know, we, we talked about it last week, you know, fibre, like, it's boring, right? I, I go and say, right, you know, let's up your vegetables. <sighs> There's not many people who go, oh yeah, bloody love yeah. eating more veg. Yeah, it's exciting when it can be like, oh, 25 quid on this powder that's going to do this. And, and the like, big promises mm-hmm. and the big marketing, like don't get sucked in by expensive marketing on Instagram. Please don't because they over promise <laughs> and pretty much always under deliver. Unless it's like creatine or protein powder. Yeah, creatine and protein powder. <laughs> Okay, um, a haunted house, but everyone's squatting with their knees behind their toes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an old school one. <laughs> so, like, the old school, and I think some people might still coach this, I don't know, to squat and not let your knees come over your toes. Like, that was, like, back in the day, 101, how to squat. Don't let your knees come past your toes. <laughs> yeah, I think, like... Like the cue, I think basically what it was was the cue is obviously you don't want to come off your heat off your well, you heels don't want and to have your weight into forward. your toes. Yeah. yeah, but people were literally trying to keep their knees back yes. behind. I'm just gonna. Try. I was taught that. Yeah, you just fall over. Well, well, what what it makes you do is send your body weight forward as well, doesn't yeah. it? So you end up with like a stripper squat. Yeah, so if anyone sexy in some situations, anyone's but... <laughs> coach is telling them to not let their knees cross their toes. Just go shut up. I, I mean, I've done some squats today with a couple of clients, and one of them said, "Oh, where do I have my hands on the bar again?" And I'm like, "Wherever is comfortable for you, really." Like these are sort of like the guidelines, but like play around with that positioning because your body's different to my body, is different to Susie's body, is different mm-hmm. to Linda's body, etc., etc. Um, and also for squat stance, like I know it still circulates actually because. Uh, not even too long ago when I've had new clients come to me and I always start off like just show me your squat yeah. I can tell they're trying yeah, to sit back and they're almost yeah. toppling backwards yeah. I'm like oh you're trying to keep your knees behind your toes they're like yeah yeah and I'm like then stop right and then they'll do it and they're like okay revelations yeah. yeah so it must yeah. still be circulating well probably <laughs> yeah but I think you know again there's it's there's a lot of stuff out there isn't there and, and it's hard for people to know to decipher like what's right and what's wrong and what's good advice and what's poor advice and we go back into that sort of like the extremes of people kind of shouting um at one end of the spectrum um and it's like can we find that middle ground again of like it's let's be sensible and like have an individualized approach to things um Oh, well, that leads me on to, yeah, a haunted house, but you listen to Insta Nobbers and celebrities <laughs> for advice. Insta Nobbers. Insta Nobbers. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, I think we've just really covered that, haven't we? Pretty like... sure we did a whole episode just bashing Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the... Oh, well, it was that one where Thingy had said, Kim Kardashian had said, like, oh, I'll eat eight tomatoes and three mm. lettuce leaves or something to get into the Marilyn Monroe dress. And then loads of teenagers were like, oh, that's what she did. I'm going to name that. Yeah. But teens, I, I, you know, they're going to get whooped into that. But when fully grown adults are no better that are taking advice from random, like, Hollyoaks celebrities. It's like, why are you listening to that? Like, I think what it is is because when a celebrity has had success with their journey, people will obviously see that on a big scale. 
But just because they've done it that way doesn't mean it's the, like the way that other people should do. So mm. if they've done it through eight cherries and tomatoes and whatever, <laughs> okay, yeah, she lost weight. But does that mean everybody else should do it that way? Absolutely not. But because they're celebrities and they've got this huge audience, people people listen. Yeah. Becky was talking about this yesterday. She was like, don't you just feel like celebrities have... We were watching that Mamma Mia thing. Have you seen it? They're like no. trying to find Sophie and uh, Sky. Oh, right. I oh, was watching that. She was like, isn't it just weird that celebrities are just kind of like better humans. They just have like this hierarchy. She's like, if if you went up to a total stranger and said, you either had to press this button and kill a random stranger or press this button and kill Alan Carr, they'd kill the random stranger because Alan Carr is just more important because he's famous. Yeah. I was like, you're not wrong. But it's true. And, and even on <clears throat> social media, like if you have got 500 followers and you're speaking absolute sense and like putting out really good content and um, you're really knowledgeable... To somebody who's got, say, 72,000 followers, uh, just picked a random number out of the air, but they might be talking absolute bollocks, but because they've got 72,000 followers, everybody goes, well, they must know what they're on about because mm-hmm. they've got all these followers. So it's like, how is that all of a sudden validating somebody's worth? But it does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have a really, I don't know, you can be really knowledgeable about, about dog grooming, Right, but if there's a celebrity doing it and they're like hacking into yeah. a dog's <laughs> fur and flipping <laughs> its toenails off and what have you, you know, it's it. I think just be be wary of like actually people's um, affiliations as well and like why they're pr- promoting one thing over another. Okay, a haunted house, but it's rich white men telling people to eat kefir for breakfast. <laughs> There's still undertones from last week coming so, through. So, yeah, true. And I think, did we discuss this as well? Yeah. Um, we in, like, off, off the poddy. I have a real bugbear with this because I have, like, I was not, like, we were not um, well off when we were kids. And I grew up around a lot of people who were struggling and I'm from like a mining town, a working class town and people did not have very much money and people were eating hand to mouth. Don't come at me with like privilege telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing and that they should be eating all organic fruit and vegetables and they should be eating grass fed beef etc. That is just not possible for some people, it's just not, it's not realistic Um, and also you know, people who have not got very many options on where they do their shopping or, you know, they've got 20 quid to get a weekly food shop, for example, or they're choosing between, do I put my some money in my electric meter um, so that I've got hot water or do I, like... Buy kefir for fucking breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a massive red flag for me. I'm like, you're just so out of touch with, like, what is going on for the majority of people in this country. Like... And then I see, I'm going to just say, like, the Zoe app thing, mm-hmm. getting pushed by all these celebrities. And I just think, you just like, it's just an elitist, upper, white, fucking bullshit thing. And I just think, oh, what are you all doing? It's yeah. all going to fizzle out and phase out, and then another wave of celebrities will come through, pushing some other shite. Well, and we'll it's just going to keep we? circulating around. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's like... Telling somebody to do something that you've always found easy and just saying, well, you just do this. Well, you just do go to the gym. 
well, no, I don't just go to the gym. I've never been in a gym before. It's really scary for me. Well, yeah, you just go three times a week and you just do this. Yeah. Because, no, like you, that, that's not helpful to a lot of people. And, and, all, and again, you know, some people can't afford a gym membership. Like we've got to try and find more ways to help people than just going, just assuming that everybody has all of these things available to them and mm-hmm. just pluck a hundred quid out your ass. Mm-hmm. Like, that leads on to my other one, which is a haunted house, but your coach says you just don't want it bad enough. it's giving toxic masculinity (laughs) funny that you assume it's a male coach that said that well you know (laughs) why not this is a fit and feminist podcast after all yeah yeah to be fair my the the last client and i had that i've heard this from it was a it was a big bodybuilding bro guy from manchester Mm. that said to her like you just don't want it enough and it's like, what? Like, just because you find it easy, just what you were saying, like, go to the gym is easy, eating fish and rice cakes is easy for you. Like, all of that stuff is easy. It doesn't mean that what she's doing isn't putting effort in. It was everything that she had. Mm. And that was what, that was a lot for her. Yeah. But, so for him to then go, you just don't want it bad enough. Like, that ruined her. She then didn't do any exercise for, like, ages after that. Yeah. I, I mean, I know some really good male coaches. I'm not slagging male coaches oh, yeah. off. I just sometimes feel, especially coaching women, um, that, you know, understanding people's barriers to change and understanding people's um, restrictions and um, life stress. And I feel like the last probably 20 years, the sea change in, like, how many women are working and bringing up children and have you know two dogs and then there's all the like pressures of keeping up with the joneses i suppose and um like taking your kids to various clubs and to be seen to be like this awesome earth mother who's got it all sorted like i i'm i am probably stereotyping and generalizing a lot here but i, I feel like there's got to be an understanding of like that struggle and that shift in like do you have balance within your household of like splitting workload and do you have blue and pink jobs all that caca mm-hmm. um you know do you do who who's cooking the majority of the meals is it working for you because it works for you as a family unit and you've made a plan that works for for everyone so that like the balance is nicely spread and nobody feels like everything's getting put on them you know we've talked before about the mum guilt and I know you have quite a few clients who you know struggle mm. with that um and it's yeah I, I just I think it's quite a new thing really um and I think that's why some coaches if they've not lived that experience it's like if you I was saying this to, to James the, the other day like if you've struggled to find to to do something and then you've managed to find ways around it through trial and error um, whether it's a skill in the gym or whether it's like a lifestyle choice, um, if you've had to overcome that barrier or make changes to your lifestyle, you have that lived experience and that's much easier and it enables you to pass that on mm-hmm. to somebody because you're going through problem solving. Mm-hmm. If you've never had to solve any problems because you're uh, somebody who lives on their own, um, money's never been an issue, nobody's telling you you've got to be in for a certain time or like nobody's expecting you back to cook a meal for them at a certain time and you haven't got any sprogs to run around to kids clubs and mm-hmm. you know 
there's not a like evening routine that stops you from being able to do the things that you want to be able to do then you're not really in a place to be telling people how to live their you lives you just don't want it bad enough yeah mm. yeah yeah have you got another one yeah yeah <clears throat> on a roll here aren't we yeah um a haunted house but you don't stick to one thing long enough for it to work oh here she is <laughs> Being nasty, aren't I? Nasty pasty. But it's true. Yeah, I feel like I've done a few posts on this recently. I feel like this has been a point I've been trying to drill home into clients recently is like, you have to stick with this, like, to see it progress. Like, we can't just chop and change everything every five minutes. Like, you've, there's got to be some continuation to see results. Yeah. And this is with again i'll come back to people getting totally overloaded on social media or in magazines or maybe even on tv like whatever you're taking in and you're going oh such and such said keto is really good should i do that should i try that oh well i've just seen this thing about you know hit training is the best thing for menopausal women to do so shall i do that oh what's your opinion on fasting like do you think that's a good approach for me but then, like, oh, I've started fasting. And then three days later, we're not doing it anymore. Mm. Or, like... Um, so it's the patience of yeah, seeing yeah. the work. Like, yeah. it, 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 like, there's two sort of flip sides to it. It's, like, one, that kind of indecision of, like, I'm trying to find answers to the questions, but I don't really, like, want to do the, the things that are boring. I want to do the thing that's going to be quick and sexy and somebody who I look up to on social media or some celebrity that I think looks amazing has said that this is the right thing for me to do so I'm gonna try that but then also not sticking to any of the things that you say you're gonna do um and I'm and that again you know I did a post about this the other day about like you don't need to be doing keto you don't need to be fasting you don't need to be doing any of these things Uh, if you like focus on the fundamentals again of your sleep your stress management the food that you're putting into your body, the way that food feels in your body, listening to fullness and satisfaction cues, moving your body, getting your steps in, doing a little bit of strength training. If you stick to that for long enough, and I'm talking a minimum of like three months, a minimum, you will start to see progress. But you've got to do it consistently. We can't be flitting and flopping and moving around. Like If you want to get better at back squats, do the back squats. If you want to lose some body fat, Keep the deficit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just just stick on a plan. Make a plan. Get it set in the first place. Have it written down or, you know, have a coach for accountability and keep doing the thing over and over and over again. Yeah. It's boring and it works. Yeah. It's boring and it works. Okay. A haunted house, but... I've lost where I am. Oh, a haunted house, but the, but- the butter is put in coffee for fat loss. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a gym that did this. They were all about butter and um, keto and all of that. And I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I was, like, sucked into that for a while. That I mean, I never put... I, I tried the butter in my coffee. It was absolutely disgusting. But it literally just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, I don't even want to go into it. Well, let's go into it. Like, okay, I, there, was a, there was a gym in this town... 
that really did were like bulletproof coffee, bulletproof coffee. That's it's amazing. Blah 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 blah. Yep. And yeah, I was like, oh, this this <laughs> they know what they're on about. I must try this thing. And it is literally like you're putting fat in your coffee. Like, you're just literally putting so many calories into your coffee. And it's... I think Emma did a post on this the other day about the CBD oils. I think it is. It's some kind of yeah. oil yeah. that people are putting in stuff. And she's like. That's not going to, like, if you want, you're taking it for another reason, then fine. But if you want in fat loss, then that's not going to aid your fat loss because you are literally eating yeah. more. It's just like we were saying, it's fat. just another, like, a uh, gimmick. It's just another thing to, like, yeah. oh, this is another thing that's going to help, or this is a bit quirky, so it must do something, or oh, the science of this says da 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 da. It and didn't even taste nice. No, it's not even nice. But what was the premise behind it i can't even remember now because it's it was gone about, been and gone hasn't it but yeah if for keto was it like getting some kind of fat in for fat eating fat for fat burning it was yes <laughs> and it was about um getting like some calories in but not through carbs and about yes. the fat for fat burning yeah. and all of that da, 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 da. yeah yeah was, let's not do that anymore no that's i hope that's but this is exactly bulletproof the ship has sailed this glucose stuff the ship will sail like Zoe app, the, these things will pass, they will come and go. And it will, and if you follow every single trend that comes and goes, you'll be left spinning. Like if you were on the keto trend and you were on the Atkins trend and you were on the bulletproof trend and then you're now you're on the Zoe trend, like if you're following trends round and round and round, you're going to be spinning like f- forever because you're just going to keep latching onto different things that don't really work. Yeah. And that's it again, it comes back to the not sticking to anything for long enough for it to work. And just reassessing the habits and behaviours and lifestyle changes that you need to make in order to make progress for whatever you want to make progress towards. Um, you know, it, we do speak a lot about fat loss and bu- building, you know, lean mass, but that's because the majority of people that we work with is kind of what they want. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with not wanting to build lean mass and not wanting to lose body fat if you're happy and healthy where you are but i think generally we all want to be have longevity don't we and um be feeling good in our later life like it's all right in your 20s when you feel like you're invincible but you get into your 30s and 40s and plus and you start going oh like i really you know what do the next 10 years look like for me mm-hmm. Yeah, my 20s diet was like vodka gummies and Pop-Tarts. Yeah. I think if I even just did two days of that now, I'd just be dead. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember we were talking about the other day um, when we used to go to... Uh, so me and my, again, the two five-foot-two friends, Bev and Deanne. <laughs> Shout out, Bev. Bev and Deanne. Shout out to you. Um, we used to go into like Wakefield shopping on a Saturday. Wakey. Yeah, and occasionally Leeds, which felt really far away, bougie. Um, <laughs> bougie Leeds. <laughs> bougie Leeds. And we'd have a McDonald's. It'd be like, oh, I'm going to have a McDonald's. And I'd always get one of those apple pies that actually scold your mouth off. Mm. I used to look forward to that so much. That's like, so could... nice. But it, it was really nice at the time. We used to really look forward to it. Chicken burger. The mayo, the one pound mayo chicken. Yeah. It was probably less than a pound back back in the old days. Knows how much it was. I think the the whole meal was like two ninety nine or something ridiculous. Dang it, dang it. And then yeah, the hot apple pie that used to scald your mouth off, like lava. Yeah. But yeah, that would be a thing I would look forward to. 
So don't think me and Lauren haven't made like our uh, faux mm. pas and oh, like yeah. we've always been living off kale. We don't even live off Absolutely kale now. Not. So oh, God. <laughs> the, the, I think the, the worst one I've done is the uh, the tummy wraps thing. That wasn't, I don't yeah. know if it was a thing here, but in the States it like circulated and it was like you, it was kind of like this cling film that came in like, I think like a tea tree oil type thing don't know and you were meant to wrap it around your belly and fall asleep in it yeah and you wake up and you've like sweated out your fat or something i think what the fuck yeah but i was like 19 i didn't know any better and i was told by my friend that it worked for her so i got it oh i i had a corset thing in my 20s and one of my mates was like what the hell why are you wearing that thing and i was like well because that's apparently how you get a smaller waist oh yeah oh again circulating yeah. Those things are gone now. What's next? Yeah, it is berserker, isn't it? Mm. But we all get pulled into these daft things. We do. Yeah. I have one more. Yep, last one. Last one. You've got it. A haunted house, but you rush your reps. Ooh. If any of my clients are listening to this, they're going, oh, gosh, she's always saying slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Um, yeah. Like... The the quality is in, like, the intention for movement. Like, the progress is in the intention for movement for me. So, you know, if you're boshing out, like, 12, 16, 20 reps, uh, like, quite a... Well, you'd have to be doing quite a low weight to be able to bosh that many reps out, but you're done in, like, 40 seconds. You're working too fast. You're not going to get the benefit out of that movement whatsoever. Slow your reps down. Pause at the end of the range control the release i'm exactly the same one time i slow down i slow down. <laughs> and they give me this side eye look like this i'm like slow down pause pause that's not rest. a pause that's not a pause slow it down. <laughs> I, can, I can literally hear their eyeballs rolling in the back of their heads yeah. now but it's that thing, I think, sometimes, especially when people, um, maybe they've started training because, not particularly that they like doing it, but because they know that it's something that they should be including, so they're just like, just get to the end, get to the end, get yeah. to the end, get to the end. She's yeah. giving me more than five reps, I don't want to do more than five I reps. I think we naturally do just move faster. Like, mm. our bodies are always going to want to make mm. things easier for us, and moving faster is just generally... Yeah the easier way out yeah so we're not naturally gonna do that yeah even I when I film myself sometimes I'm like fucking slow down Mm. Lauren like I think I'm going slow in my head and then I watch back and I'm like hammering them out yeah so yeah we'll do it yeah time under tension you will honestly like you'd be better off doing less reps with a higher weight and really focusing on like the speed and the quality of your movement and like thinking about what body part you're actually trying to target um than you know doing 17 million reps and a weight that's not really stimulating you at a pace that's not you're not active and you're not engaged yeah let's stimulate 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 those muscles stimulate to procreate oh god (laughs) right well thanks for joining us on our spooky halloween haunted house special um it was we haven't offended too yeah, many people. Hope we haven't offended anyone. It's all tough love, babes. We just want you to keep growing and improving. So keep no. shining. Yeah. Keep smiling. No, no, no. That's what friends are for. That that was the scariest thing about this podcast. <laughs> Haunted House, but um, yeah. Wilson, Wilson Phillips. Yeah, sorry if um, sorry if we triggered anyone, but if you triggered, it's probably because it's you. <laughs> oh, 
God, sorry, but not sorry is basically what you've just said. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Please come back. Bye.